45 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. F left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football? What football? Man, if you want to play football right now, you got to get out in the yard and do it all by yourself. Welcome into the show. Hopefully, it's not a show where I feel like I'm all by myself. (laughs) I'd much rather hear from you today on this Tuesday. It's the second day of the week, or is it the third? When does the week start? On a Sunday or a Monday? Oh, the things we ponder when we're sitting at home under quarantine and we're debating whether or not the state of Mississippi will or should put us on lockdown. What is it? The stay at home order? I mean, man, what is next? Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Look, we all need insurance. It's not that you kind of have to have some of it. No, you need it. You and I both know that. And so when the need arises, look, give yourself an opportunity to work with somebody that is right there in the same community as you. You know them. They're born and raised there in a lot of cases. And uh, somebody that you can deal with, have a cell phone number, deal with them one-on-one and, uh, if everything, if anything ever does need to be run up the ladder in terms of your insurance, if you're with Farm Bureau, the highest it goes is to Jackson, Mississippi. The home office is right there. So it's really a Mississippi company. Welcome into the show. Beaver, it is good to talk to you on a Tuesday. And I must say, I think, I don't know if it was the mood or the flow of the gridiron that you and Chris do that uh, you just got finished with or if it's something else, but you just seemed in a particularly good mood when you and I chatted for a brief time here before the show started. You know what I'm saying? I mean, is do you think there's something to that, or am I making it up? No, you know what, Matt? You're wise. Your perception is spot okay. on. All right. I do feel a lot better because I came in at 8.30 today instead of 6.45. Wow. That's good. Okay, so uh, that meant extra sleep. Before you yep. came to work? Okay. Yep. All right. A little later breakfast? Or did you have breakfast? I haven't eaten anything today. And and that's why. <laughs> so this was our conversation before the show. I, I asked Matt how he's doing. Matt said, peachy. And the first thought in my mind legit was, I would like a peach right now. <laughs> a peach would be great. Yeah, that would be great right now. A peach. Can you even get a peach anywhere? I don't think so. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, now here's the thing, Matt. Although we're hoarding toilet paper and garlic toast and curly fries, <laughs> we're leaving the healthy stuff like uh, fruits alone. Hey, look, 
Beaver, there is a place in my hometown of Tupelo here, while the grocery stores are kind of being raided or have been, and just to kind of give you an example of what's going on, my wife, uh, over the last, I mean, she's been working on this shopping cart at Kroger, the local Kroger, where you go online and you fill out your order, you know, and they just tell you a time to come pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. And she's been working on this shopping cart for two or three days, getting to the point of, okay, it's time to put the order in. And in that shopping cart, I mean, she had some things like toilet paper and and uh, paper towels and stuff. And I think Thursday is our pickup day, and she got a notification this morning. Uh, we're out of those items. And You're the it, fourth person that sold me that. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. Like, you put them in your shopping cart, and then they just run out of them. But with that said, so fruits and vegetables and stuff, there's a yeah, place, no. there's a wholesaler here in Tupelo. His name is uh, Cockerel Banana. And, you know, normally, like, they're filling these big, huge orders of fruits and vegetables, sending to grocery stores and big operations and stuff. But they also have a retail thing. And, like, we can call them ahead of time. We have their whole list of everything they have. And the reason you know it's wholesale is like, for instance, um, let's just say that you're really fond of Honeycrisp apples, okay? Well, normally if you go to Kroger, Beaver, how many apples you buy? I bought a bag the other day. And a bag's probably what, two pounds? Yeah. Something like that if you put seven or eight of them in there. <laughs> well, the the prices on this thing might be listed for certain items, like say Honeycrisp apples, might be listed as this is how much it costs you for 30 pounds of apples. <laughs> Here's what it costs <laughs> you for 40 pounds of this or that or whatever, right? But you can break all that down. And so they're actually doing a retail thing where you call them ahead of time, you pay over the phone, you place this big order, you let them know when you're going to show up, and you pull up in the parking lot, and before you get out of your car, a guy in a big cart wheels your box out, sits it on the ground for you, you walk up, pick it up, put it in your car, bring it home. And so we last week loaded up on fresh produce, tomatoes, bell peppers, uh, so the vegetable side of things, also fruit. Apples. I like golden, delicious apples. Man, we bought like, I don't know, 20 bucks worth of apples. <laughs> we got apples for the neighborhood if we want to. Um, you, so you're right. there. If you want to eat healthy, I think you have plenty of options right now. You know, if you want to not eat healthy, you're kind of struggling. Okay, and and Beaver, I'm not saying you're this way. I'm just, this is rhetorical. If you're someone who your daily routine for years has been, you eat from the gas station, or as Beaver would put it, the service station, because he wants service. (laughs) If you eat everything from the service station, the gas station, you're kind of struggling. Right, because you're not supposed to go, and some may be closed, and some you go in, and stuff's not the shelves aren't stocked. You know, if you're addicted to soft drinks, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, are you going into the grocery store every two or three days buying another, you know, twenty a case of twenty four cokes? You know, if you're addicted to soft drinks, I mean, so to, eating healthy right now is a lot e- easier than the other stuff. That's just the way it is. I didn't know we were going to talk about that start the show, but I'm proud we did. I'm actually kind of enjoying that. 
Jared tells me on the Country Pleasing text line that Sunday is the first day of the week. Hey, and look at this. Jared on the text line, the Country Pleasing text line, which is 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. One thing they're going to make sure they do is keep pumping out the produce and it'll be there because it's coming right there from Country Meat Packers and the plant in Florence, Mississippi. It's the best. I promise you, I eat it every morning. But I'm looking back at Jared's text, and it goes back, and they're talking about me and Derek Tate and Todd Jordan and Sleepy and Wayne Madkin and Plump. What is this all about? He's got a Plump memory here from 1992. Hmm. Something about state quarterbacks. Had my name in there. Yeah, the uh, timeline on state quarterbacks, right? So if you go early 90s, you've got uh, Greg Plump, Sleepy Robinson, Todd Jordan. Then mid-90s, you had Derek Tate. And then I came in as a young guy when when Derek Tate was the older quarterback. And I played a little bit. And then Wayne Madkin came in as the young guy when I was the older quarterback, and he started playing, started starting, and I became his backup. And then after Wayne, it was uh, Kevin Fant, right? And then who was after Fant? Yeah, anyway, that's the progression on that. That goes back to your text. Thanks uh, for letting me look at that, Jared. Anthony from Tupelo says, we haven't been able to get a block of Velveeta cheese at Kroger in three weeks. (laughs) What do you need Velveeta cheese for? Really? Hey, in regards to, by the way, ordering vegetables and fruit from a wholesaler, let me just go ahead and throw this out there. Um, Look closely. We we really overdid it and overshot it on some items. (laughs) Like I got some avocados because... um, I make guacamole at home, just make it fresh at home, you know, and it requires the onions and which we got and tomatoes and all these other ingredients, lime and different things. But cilantro, you know what I'm talking about? The little leafy greens, little tiny things, cilantro that you chop up. Well, we kind of overshot that. We got enough cilantro to like go out here and if we could somehow keep it good, we could make. We have enough cilantro at my house right now to make guacamole for the rest of the year. A big old bag of it. I'm sure those people thought, what the heck are they doing with all this cilantro? <laughs> well, we just, we didn't, our math was off. Uh, hey to everybody who's watching on Facebook, by the way, too. The Facebook live stream right now is um, uh, up and going. Hey to everybody there. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hello, Lynn. Hail State to you. Justin says... It's early. Do you think college football will be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Justin, in my honest opinion, yes, it already has been impacted. If you're asking, will the season be impacted? Yes, I believe it will. Uh, And let's get into that, shall we? On on a couple of notes here. First of all, though, uh, Chad, my buddy Chad, Chad Dacus, fear the beard. Chad has a beard that any mountain man would be jealous of. Chad has a beard that is only illegal in 20 states and Afghanistan. <laughs> I love you, Chad. 
He says, people who don't know what to do with ingredients are in trouble. Chad, you're right. Someone who looks at raw ingredients, raw food ingredients, and so we might be talking about raw meat, but we're certainly talking about produce, vegetables, and fruit and stuff. Somebody who looks at that and goes, I don't know what I do. They're struggling. Struggling. Eating Pop-Tarts. I guess there's nothing wrong with Pop-Tarts, but who wants to eat that for every meal, right? This man over here on the text line said he hadn't been able to get Velveeta cheese from Kroger for three weeks. Well, move on to something else. (laughs) I'm sure they have something. (laughs) It's like yesterday. My wife uh, says to me, I'm afraid we're going to run out of canned food in there. I said, we're not. We hadn't seen the back of that canned food cabinet since we moved in this house almost 10 years ago. That's how much canned food is in there. The thing is, it's like ingredients canned food. It's like a, you know, uh, what do you call them? Like navy beans, <laughs> black beans. Look, I, it doesn't bother me one bit. It's food. Open the can and eat it. That's right. Make something out of it. You know, put something else in it. Stir it up. See what happens. <laughs> I'll tell you this much, Chad. We Baptists are going to be just fine in the food category because we can make a casserole out of anything. And every Baptist on planet Earth at this very moment has at least five cans of cream of chicken and at least five other cans of cream of mushroom soup in their cabinet. Every Baptist has that because you never know when you might need a casserole. You never know when somebody's going to die, frankly. And we got to have something <laughs> for the get together at their house. And doggone, my man Roger would love that, that line right there. He would love this conversation. <laughs> Roger would have loved it. And he'd be chiming in. Joy says on Facebook that I need to dry the cilantro. Joy, or anyone else listening, I will take all uh, advice that I can get on the best way to dry that cilantro so that I can save it and eat it later. Thank you for that. LaShawn on Facebook is listening in Grenada. Hello to you, and I appreciate that. And Josh says, uh, what is the status of beer wine sales in the stadiums? Question mark. Hail State. Josh, now look. I appreciate you, or anyone for that matter, trying to inject some uh, sports topics into the show. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your question and your comment and you watching. I'm not making light of any of that. But let me just say, (laughs) is that the best we can come up with? March the 31st, quarantine edition, and Josh says... Hey, what's the status of the beer and wine sales in the stadium? I, well, Josh, not making fun of you, but I will say this. They hadn't talked about that in a long time. That's way down the list of priorities right now for the folks that they need to figure out. <laughs> and by the way, just to prove it, my mother, Susan, who is watching on the Facebook stream, just gave me a comment. She's a good Baptist who has six cans of cream of mushroom in the cabinet right now as we speak. And y'all remember the joke. Little kids show and tell in class, little Johnny joke, you know. 
And uh, little Mary stands up and says, my name's Mary, and for show and tell, I brought this, and it is a crucifix. Next, it's uh, Jerry. Little Jerry stands up, and he says, hey, my name's Jerry, and for show and tell, I brought this. It's a menorah. And then little Johnny, who is Baptist, stands up and says, my name's Johnny, I'm Baptist, and this is a casserole. Yeah. All right, here we go. Country please and text line. Jay in Baltimore. Matt, you made a comment yesterday about whether or not Charles Schultz would reference football instead of baseball if he were writing cartoons today. Can you pinpoint the time when football took over as a number one sport in America? And what do you consider the most responsible for the change? More action, one game per week, tailgating, et cetera. That's Jay in Baltimore. It's a good question. Jay, what I think is that there were a lot of contributing factors. Football just really sort of took over starting really in the 90s. But I will say, you had the strike in the mid-90s, right, for baseball. You then had, right after that, this explosion for baseball, 97-98, what? Sosa and McGuire. By the way, historical note for you on the baseball side. Today, March the 31st, is the anniversary of Mark McGuire's first home run of the 1998 season. It was a grand slam in the season opener on opening day. I think it's the only grand slam on opening day in like Cardinals history or something like that. It's crazy. That was on March 31st. But you had this explosion. You had the Sosa and uh, McGuire thing, 97-98. And then, ever since then, the, the run scoring... And the home run hitting in baseball did this. They attack steroids, get it out, run it out of the game. Controversy over steroids. It just goes down, 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 down. The pitching got better. More strikeouts, less hitting, less runs, slower games. And doggone, it's harder to watch. And I'll tell you this, Jay. Last week, because of the quarantine and because of coronavirus, they started showing classic baseball games on the Major League Baseball Network. They showed me a Yankees and Red Sox game from 1978, I think. I'm talking Carl Yastrzemski. Easy for me to say. Carl Yastrzemski. Yaz. Carlton Fisk. Yeah, all those. Bucky Dent for the um, Yankees. And Ron Guidry, the lefty from Louisiana, was pitching for the Yankees. It was a television broadcast of that game in 78. Now, they didn't have graphics all over the screen, and they didn't have scores on the screen and all this, but it was fun to watch. And you know what I noticed? I could not believe how fast the game was going by. Jay, anybody else listening who's a baseball fan, if they give you a chance on the Major League Baseball Network to watch classic games from the 70s and the 80s, Turn it on, and while you don't have to watch the whole thing, but do it as homework, I promise you, and then come back to me and let's talk about it. You'll see what I saw. Back then, pitchers took almost no time between pitches. I couldn't believe how fast Guidry was working for the Yankees back in 78. Hitters at the plate, a ball, a strike, a swing and miss. They got brushed back. They almost never left the batter's box. The game was pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch. And it was so much more fun to watch than it is now. You watch a game now, everybody takes 8 million breaths from one throw to the next and from one dig in the plate to the next and walk around the plate. The game moves faster 
back then than it did now, and it was easier to watch back then. You can't convince me that that doesn't have something to do with the decline in the popularity that we sit and watch a baseball game now in the major leagues, and it's great, and I love it, but half the time we're sitting there watching everybody pick their nose. Nick on the Country Pleasing text line says, heck, just a pinch of cilantro is too much, Matt. Well, look, if it's too much, I got way too much. Jay from the basement says, Todd can tell people he's the guy that quarterbacked the team to three and six and two record. And if it and it wasn't for what did it say Iowa pre-flight back in 1907. You talking about Todd Jordan? Listen, I'll tell you all this right now. If y'all saw Todd Jordan is the former state quarterback is one of these individuals who God said when he made Todd, he said, you know what? I'm gonna make an athlete. <laughs> He's bigger naturally, stronger naturally. You ought to see him. Man hadn't lifted weights in I don't know how long, and his muscles are popping out and veins going everywhere. He's just built different than the rest of us. Big old red-headed rascal. And could absolutely throw the football evermore. Punt it in the NFL. You could do anything with a football. You go watch, hey, they weren't throwing it back then. Todd was born too early. You go watch Todd Jordan throw the football in some old early 90s highlights. Hey. Big time throw the football. He was just born a little too early. Todd Jordan in a Mike Leach offense, would he'd throw for 5,000 yards every year. Ain't no question about it. And every fast receiver in the country would want to play because he could throw it from one end of the field to the other. The older I get, the better I was. Trey, I'll come to you next on the Divinity Equipment phone. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. We're back. What we're going to do, I don't know. We'll just figure it out. Me and you together. Together again. Isn't that a song? Together again? There's also a Just the Two of Us. Just the Two of Us. That's a good one. That's a good one going way on back. Back into the world of Ron Burgundy. Is that on the uh, Anchorman soundtrack? If it's not, it should have been. <laughs> oh, here's a welcome back. I should have played this one. I said welcome back. Yes, welcome back, Carter. All right, welcome back to the show. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I've got more feedback than I can get to. Beaver, you ever been in that position before on the radio where you got like eight texts that haven't been read yet? You got a bunch of great comments on Facebook, got a call hanging on, and I really have something on Twitter somebody sent that I want to talk about first. It's a good position to be in on the radio. More feedback than you know what to do with. Let me start over here. So I I had a little fun with the comment on the Facebook page. By the way, 
Hats off to John, who's watching and listening on Facebook and wanted to know the status of beer and wine sales in the stadium. And I said, well, we got other things to think about right now. <laughs> and uh, Colonel Mustard, my man, the Eagle fan over here on Twitter, I'm Radio Wyatt, he tweets to me and goes, well, at least he's trying to talk about something besides how bountiful your food resources are at home. I tell you what, I'm just going to say this and then I'm going to move on to the next comment. Colonel Mustard, I have never seen a group of people who are more interested in telling people what they shouldn't talk about than Southern Miss fans in regards to radio. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Jay And, and our boy Jay says, uh, in regards to the alcohol sales thing, he goes, no, actually, they covered this a day ago. And he sends me a tweet that came out from Tate Reeves, the governor of the state of Mississippi. I must have missed this. This was yesterday. And a tweet officially from Tate Reeves, the governor, said, as we fight the spread of this virus, we are also fighting the spread of disinformation. Please check credible sources like your local news or government office for accurate info. We are not banning the sale of alcohol. Stay home. Stay safe. Hashtag slow the spread. Now, far be it for me to criticize. The world is full of critics. But is, is it me or is there two messages in this one tweet? It's like, I know we're trying to, we don't want misinformation out there. But what I'm saying is, I want you to know we're not banning the sale of alcohol, but by all means, stay home and stay safe. I mean, and back to, well, it's really three sentences, but back to back. I want to make sure you know we're not banning the sale of alcohol. Now stay home and stay safe. Well, which is it? Do they deliver alcohol? Because otherwise I'm going to have to go get it. I think making it at home, I have to have a license for that, right? I'm a little confused. <laughs> All right. Trey's been hanging on forever. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It is 995-1059. That's a number to call me on the Divinity phone. What's up, Trey? Hey, man, I um, totally agree with your comment about baseball, how it's going to slow down. Two, I think two reasons for that. First, um, pitchers back then, uh, they kind of called their own game. They called their own pitches. It was really just him and the catcher, and the batters were kind of inside their own head. Now they're always getting the calls from the dugouts and the third-base coach, and whoever else has a signal for that play. But um, also, you think maybe that, just TV in general has slowed it down just due to all the commercials and stuff. I think I'm listening. Yeah, thanks, Trey. I think you I have think to be right about that. You you do have more commercials. You know, again, I was watching that classic game. It's from 1978. Maybe only an old guy, got my hand up, could enjoy it this way. But they didn't have any graphics on the screen. Now, I'd want the score up there, you know, I guess, and the, the inning and all. But the truth is, because it wasn't up there, and I'm a fan, I glued into the game for a minute. The first time the announcer goes, all right, here comes Gidry back out for the top of the fourth as the Yankees tr uh, lead or whatever, 2 nothing. 
once he said that, I was keeping up with it in my head the rest of the way. I knew what inning it was. Knew how many outs there were. And the game was happening so fast. It, it was, yeah, and, I, you know, I'm not watching it live in 78, so I don't know how many commercials they showed when the game was on TV back then. But now, man, it's just... It, I, all I'm saying is I haven't watched a major league game in a while, but good gracious... It was striking. I'm conditioned to watching baseball now, both college and major league stuff, in current day, have, for years, just like all of us. And all of a sudden, click, I'm back in 1978 watching this game, going, look how fast it's going. Gidry takes no time between pitches. The batter can barely get back in the box before he's ready to throw. And the guy was the starting pitcher went, what, into the ninth of that game. No downtime. I mean, all these people that want to make comparisons about, you know, baseball's taking a step back and they're fighting with this and NFL has taking, taken over, they're losing ratings in baseball. How do you get the young people involved? All this kind of stuff. And they'll compare it to five years ago and 10 years ago. No. compare. Go back and watch and pay attention when the game was as or more popular than football. What was it like then? Well, then it's obvious. Then it becomes really obvious. Players weren't big baby prima donnas out there and needed four minutes to recompose themselves before swinging the bat again. What about this from Bama in Madison, who says, the strike and the scandals made people stop trusting. Black Sox, Pete Rose, and the strike. Well, the Black Sox were, I mean, heck, that was 100 years ago. But yeah, Pete Rose. Then the strike, then the steroids thing. And there was this great division among fans. This just, I'm divide them up one side or the other on steroids. Half the people said, well, yeah, they're using them, but I don't care that they're using them. And the other half says, I'm not watching because of you steroids. And I'm not sure that it has recovered. Who knows if it will really recover? I just know this football, whoosh, the NFL is king. Let's look at the paychecks for the announcers. <laughs> Three Hump Camel. On the Country Pleasing text line says, um, and then you had the Mets and Yankees Subway World Series in 2000. Yeah, it was great. You know, for Yankees and Mets fans, for the city of New York, that's great. For the rest of us, we're kind of like, <laughs> that's kind of the way that goes. Jared said, uh, Change the height of the mound, change the ball, change the bat. Still love it. Yeah, we still love it, don't we? Slippery when Rhett on the text line says, first he said, our church ladies just prepared four and, uh, and froze 40 casseroles last month. Really? I mean, is that legit? Made 40 casseroles and froze them? Listen, I'll admit this. When I was in college and spring break would roll around, what do you do when you're in college and it's spring break? What do you do? Everybody does it. What do you do? You load up, go to the beach with your friends, and you know, you act a fool on the beach, you run around, and get sunburned for a solid week, you don't do a thing, right? You go. You have like eight people staying in a hotel room. 
different things like that. You go to the beach for spring break. You go to Panama City. You go wherever. Well, we would prepare, seem like, for spring break uh, spring break beach trips. Say that five times fast. We would prepare ahead of time, and everybody would make big casseroles, like you know, like big casserole dish of the uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, chicken spaghetti and another big casserole, some pasta thing. You make it, you have to stack them up and freeze them, and then take them all down there in coolers. And not have to spend any money on food the entire week we were down there. Just eat stuff that you took with you. That's what. Anyway, that's what we did back in my day. I don't know what you do now. Jay in Baltimore says, uh, how many Jays call into the show? It's not like the name Chris. Really? I mean, you got less letters in it than Chris. I just like it because it's, it's a plain name, and I'm glad that we have a bunch of Jays who call in. All right, uh, unnamed texter said, preach it, Brother Matt. He said, I played in an intramural basketball game against Todd Jordan when I was at Mississippi State. I thought it would be a good idea to take a charge as he drove to the basket. And then in capital letters, he says, very bad idea. <laughs> no doubt. Todd's a big old boy now. I'm telling you. Right now, this very minute, Todd's built like a defensive end. You ought to see him. He's just an example of like God made certain guys a little different. And that's why they play ball. The rest of us just try to hang in there. And we got another text over here on the country, please, in Texas said, great idea, man. I think I could make a mint delivering alcohol. I wonder if that would qualify me, qualify me for a 0% small business loan. Hey, I need to know more about that. I need to know more about this 0% small business loan. Is that real? You never know what direction the radio show may go. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Look, if it helps you get through this downtime, sure. Have a little fun at my expense. I don't care. One bit. As long as it's funny, I really don't care. I just want to laugh. Ghost Pepper. Ghost Pepper. Let me tell you who this person is. This is Ghost Pepper, who heard me talking about Ghost Pepper Jerky. Beef Jerky. Beaver, that's where that came from. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. I, on this show, was talking about beef jerky that I had that was so hot, and it was called, the the flavor was ghost pepper. (laughs) And I loved it. It is great. I love beef jerky. I'm a big fan. Open for sponsorship. Y'all hear me? (laughs) Love jerky. This was uh, someplace out west. Way out west. It's like a jerky store. (laughs) And, uh... I was talking about beef jerky on Twitter one night, and somebody who there has, I guess they searched jerky on Twitter and got into our conversation. Next thing you know, they sent us some. They said, you like really hot stuff? I said, on fire. They sent me some that the flavor was ghost pepper. It was really, really good, but you couldn't eat a lot of it at one time. And I would nibble on it. 
If if my head got stopped up and stuffy, if I had a cold and you couldn't breathe through your nose, you need something to open yourself up. You don't need like Flonase. You need ghost pepper jerky. One little bite. And the next thing you know, it just opens you right up. Your eyes will be watering. And it was good. And I don't have any more. And I was talking about that one day on the show. And I said, ghost pepper. We've been talking about ghost texter. Ghost pepper would be a good name for somebody on the text line. Well, this rascal right here has taken it. He wanted to be ghost pepper. He took my idea. And then he texts today and says, hey, Beaver, as if I can't see the text line. And says, I'm watching Matt on Periscope. Does he have on makeup? (laughs) (laughs) Just a foundation. Just to get a base. (laughs) Just a base. And then he says, you've got to be as he says, you got to be ugly as a bowling shoe <laughs> to wear makeup to do radio. Yeah, that's how ugly I am, Ghost Pepper. I don't even wear makeup to do radio. Not wearing makeup. Need to adjust your screen. Get yourself a new phone from C Spire. Customer inspired. Go to cspire.com, Ghost Pepper. Tell them I sent you, and it might even they might even give you a deal since they sponsor this show. Check it and try it. Why not? Uh, two, three quick things here. First up, coming up to start hour number two, we are scheduled to talk with Peter Burns at the SEC Network. And so looking forward to that. See how he and folks at the, the network in Charlotte are handling the social distancing, the lack of events, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll just chat it up with Peter a little bit. Also, uh, there's news. Thank goodness. And coming up in the month of April, ESPN has expedited the release of the Michael Jordan documentary, the 10-part Michael Jordan documentary. They're going to put it out in April. I'll give you the details on that. Contract talks between Dak and the Cowboys have hit a snag. More at 10. We'll see if you care about that or not. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, And also, I'm, I'm about to jump over to Facebook because in regards to that question that came up on the Facebook stream a little bit ago, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Uh, the question about it affecting football in the fall. Yeah, I'll tell you what I think. But real quick, Micah, listening in Texas, texted the show here on the Country Please and text line 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. And he said, uh, he said, I watched Roger Clemens on ESPN when he played for Boston. Pitched against Seattle when he set the 20-strikeout record back in 1986, and he was working quickly. As soon as he received the ball from the catcher, he was on the rubber delivering another pitch, wasting no time. You pitch better when you don't waste time. Nowadays, we have to have him put a clock out there to tell him when it's time to throw. It's ridiculous. Nick says, bingo. Griffey wasn't adjusting his gloves between every pitch for the camera like these guys. Right, and guess what? He was good. Guys like Tony Gwynn and Ken Griffey Jr., they laugh at the idea of needing a buzzer on your person somewhere to buzz to let you know what pitch is coming in order to be able to hit it. Run and tell that. Let's see. And Tyler says, PSA, April Fool's Day pranks might be best saved until next year. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Um, the question earlier on the Facebook page uh, the live stream there 
was from Justin, who said, it's early, but do you think college football... See, I went ahead and put Peter's picture up there, and that's what I meant to do right here. He said, it's early. Do you think college football will be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Okay, so first, if you're asking in reference to the upcoming fall season, my best guess, my intuition right now is telling me that it will be affected. I don't think we're looking at a situation where there will be no football games. And as I look at it, too, I think if you're going to have some football, you get to the point where you're having some football games, yeah, the fans are going to be there. I mean, it'll happen. The thing is, though, what I see is everything being either pushed back, everything being delayed, it taking a little longer. One of the dumbest ideas I've heard that somebody brought up somewhere was, hey, they might play football from July through September this year. No, they won't. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can't run out here in the South and play football in July, period. Not that it's any less hot in September, but at least there's hope of cool weather. In July, there is none. That's not happening. But I think absolutely we could see a thing where you get team-organized activities, kind of like you know, the NFL has OTAs, organized team activities. Nobody had spring practice. They may give them you know, organized team activities, let's say, in – as they kind of get ramped back up and then practice during September, start the season in October. Um, but and I'm not saying that specifically. I'm just using it as an example. But, Justin, I believe we're already in a state of everything's so backed up and pushed back, something's got to give. They cannot just go without any training and without any strength and conditioning stuff and just go run out there in – let's say July or the end of June, and just pick up, lift weights, and then be totally ready to go hit each other and tackle each other in August. No. It, it, you got to have more than that. Just like Major League Baseball saying, man, we got you've got to have four weeks of practice together as a team before you can go out here and start playing in games. I agree with that. And to add to the point, my mother, uh, who's on the Facebook stream, she commented and said that she read an article for – SEC quarterbacks hurt most by the spring football being canceled were Mac Jones at Alabama, Bo Nix at Auburn, KJ Costello at State, and Jamie Newman of Georgia. Yeah, and I don't know what article that is, but just right off the top of my head, I have to think that makes total sense. Because you're looking at two young guys who need the practice, one of which is taking over as a full-time starter for the first time on a team like Alabama – the other, on a team like Auburn and Bo Nix, frankly, seem to what you worry about with true freshmen playing at that level, and that is take step backwards, steps backwards throughout the year as opposed to taking steps forward. He needs a spring, yeah. But the, the other two, Costello at Mississippi State, brand new, transferring in. Now, Costello wasn't going to get to go through all of spring practice anyway because he was still taking classes online at Stanford, and they were on the quarters system. There was hope that he might get in right at the end of spring practice for like two or three practices, but he was going to miss most of it. Anyway, Jamie Newman, the transfer over to Georgia from Wake Forest, yeah. Now, not getting to go through spring, no reps, no going through the 
stuff with your teammates and learning the offense and practicing it and all that kind of stuff. So same thing for Costello starting from scratch. Not that Costello was going to get an early start anyway. So with Costello at State, if they if we pull through this thing sometime between now and let's say July, where activities pick up again in groups of people. I'm saying if, I don't know, not an expert, but if. And they award schools organized team activities, basically practice because you miss spring. Then this whole delay will actually benefit Mississippi State and K.J. Costello because beforehand he wasn't going to get to go through spring. And now if they get the air back in the balloon here at some point and you go to practice, he'll be able to go now. All those are big ifs, though. But you can see how many unknowns we have. And uh, Kevin has a great question on the Facebook page as well. He wants to know how this new ruling of eligibility affects two sport athletes. What if you're a football player and a baseball player? Well, that's a really good question. If you had any of those who are seniors, they get to come back and play baseball in the spring sports that they missed because yesterday the NCAA said, yeah, we're going to give them their eligibility back since the season got canceled. So, so it would be, I would think, Kevin, you would get the eligibility, the eligibility back in the spring sport, not for the fall sport, if that's your two sports, which that's usually the way that works. You play one in the fall, one in the spring. Good stuff today. Busy first hour. Went, got, went by really quickly, if you ask me. Let's try it out again in hour number two. Appreciate all the texts and the feedback and the phone calls and the tweets and the comments. All right, we'll do it again. Hour two. Coming up with Peter Burns of the SEC Network joining in. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.